This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Boy, can you hear me a little bit more? I don't hear you at all. I don't hear you. Okay, for some reason, it's not hooked up. But while I am talking... Uh, you guys, and I'm talking about the board members, have uh, made a choice in the new city school superintendent that uh, is going to be with us for a while. You hearing anything? Mm-hmm. Doggone it. All right. You can hear me, though. I can hear you talking. Okay. But uh, I, I think it was a great choice. It was a Trey, good choice. Trey, Trey, Trey Duke. Who is in here with us today? Good morning. Good morning. Um, it, it, it's just like everything else. Hardly anything works anymore. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Trey, I am. I know that you are excited. Yeah. To take the helm of of, of the uh, city school system, and you're coming into a situation where things have changed an awful lot. Uh, in the education system, and the the kids are wanting to be back because the worst thing that you can do, especially at that age level, is separate them from their buddies and 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 the normal uh, flow of the day. And here they are. Um, it's it, it's not it's not something that we have gone through hardly any in in the years that I've been around, which has been a long time. Yeah, this is definitely new. Yeah. It's definitely, and they do want to be back, yeah. And yeah. I, but I think there's, we always have to balance that safety issue. And, you know, I think parents really knowing who lives in their home, right? Every home makeup is different. I know as a kid, my grandmother lived with me. She had a lot of underlying conditions, and I yeah. think there's a lot of situations like that. So I think parents are really having to evaluate, uh, you know, Again, who's in our house? What does our family look like? And they're having to weigh those risks of whether or not to bring their children back to school. So, you know, our board has um, worked with our interim director and, and we're open, um, but parents have that option to, to keep their kids home right now and do virtual, which, you know, that's a great option for a lot of families as uh, so many people still aren't vaccinated. And again, I go back to every household looks a little different. Yeah. And so those families have to make that decision about, you know, what their comfort level is in bringing their kids back. But I'll agree, you know, I have two boys. They love being with their friends. And I think that's been trying on all of us is, is families, you know, not being able to get out, kids not being able to see their, fam- their, their friends maybe like they have in the mm-hmm. past. 
Well, I noticed yesterday Adam's Place had their second shot. And the people were smiling, and they seemed to be a whole lot more excited than I have seen them in a while. And I think that's part of it. They're, they're kind of going to be uh, um, in a new situation where their normalcy will reign yeah. w- with them. And, and I think that's, uh, um, that, that's um, the things that have been done, of course, as we know, there's nothing, there's no mathematical uh, certainty to anything that we have been given, all the information. We've seen it change so much from the very beginning, and it, 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 we're, but we're still given uh, something that we, they want us to follow, which to me, I always like to know that the information that I am relying on is correct. And it's been changing so much that uh, we've almost, our whole lives have been pretty much run by those individuals who are giving us the information. And uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I rely on my doctor, my physician. All this other stuff has fed us. And I can't stand to not be able to go out and be around people. I'm one of those people. I have to be around it. Even Butch, well, I love. I love being around Butch, <laughs> and uh, it, it's just um, it, it's very difficult. And then you have to make decisions off of all that information you're given. Yeah, and I think with the school system, what we have to keep in mind is, you know, we're making decisions not just for our family. We're yeah. making decisions for the, you know, almost 9,000 fam- students who have yeah. families in Murfreesboro City, and so that's a that's a big responsibility to have to say. You know, when we make these decisions to make sure we're listening to our families, listening to what they need, we're taking those individual circumstances Mm -hmm. into consideration. And for those that, you know, they need to be at work and they need to have their kids back in school and feel comfortable with that, that there's an avenue for that. And for those families who right now feel like they need their children at home with them, that there's an avenue for that. Um, Because we are, there is a, you know, a large span of different types of families in Murfreesboro City and, and Whereas you're talking about, you know, you got to make a decision of what's best for you. Yeah. And absolutely. You know, we're, we're tasked with making a decision that's best for everyone and, yeah. and making sure all people have those avenues. That's pretty tough, isn't it? It is very tough. <laughs> big, big responsibility. Yeah, it, it is. And, and you, Butch, you've been in uh, both systems, the county and the city. And uh, they're, they're very, they're, as we've seen, they're very similar except the county uh, covers all age groups, and the city uh, goes up to through the sixth grade. Right, right. Um, how, how different is that, say, when you and I were going to school, and we went to Mitchell Nelson and, and went on up through Central and, and all of that? Uh, how, how does that, how do they uh, intertwine, you might say, once they leave the city school system and go into the county? Well, I think it's 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 a plus certainly, uh, and we will have some sixth grade students who will stay with the city, mm-hmm. uh, and then that's fine. But then we'll have a lot that will go to the county school and the middle school concept and ideas because there are a lot more opportunities in a middle school where you can have like a band, your sports programs are, are bigger uh, and more involved, and you have. Uh, 
uh, beta clubs and, and different activities that young people can get involved into in the middle school simply partially because of the makeup and partially because of uh, the things that put out there that are available for them. Uh, you know, we, we don't... Uh, we have we have that opportunity for for students and for some it's it's parents and students too had rather stay in a elementary sixth grade school for another year if possible and, and going to middle school is a huge transition oh, right? big. oh man it's a big transition uh, as a as a father whose son has recently made that transition himself i Bless understand your heart. yeah oh yeah middle schooler in the household um, so i think you know when that's what well, mr campbell said that's one of the great things about mercerville mm-hmm. city is we have that option for families to take that extra year and say you know my because of the specific situation my child is in or because of what the school offers that they have another option to stay here for an extra year uh, before making maybe they want to be a little older maybe there's you know we have um, we have our basketball league in the city as well and cheerleading it's not as big as the city school but I mean as the county schools but Mm -hmm. you know some parents might say I want my child to play one more year with this team and um, maybe it's the friend group they are because of the zoning issues that they want them to stay with and so there's a lot of a lot of factors parents can weigh in when they move but we work really closely with the county schools on that in fact this morning i talked uh, via text with the middle school coordinator in rutherford county talking to me about hey you know at those transitions and and how the city has tra- traditionally worked with the county to make mm-hmm. sure that our sixth graders when they go to the, the seventh graders at the county are prepared and and ready to go now you said zone, and I'm not really familiar with the city zone uh, right. options. How does that work? So it works just like it does in the county system. So okay. there are school zones um, that we have. So for instance, right now in Principal of Salem, so the neighborhoods on the west side of the county are largely zoned to myself or to Scales or to Overall Creek, and living inside that zone. Now we do have some choice schools as well uh, that you can apply to such as discovery which is our magnet school and in fact the board just past tuesday night voted on what we call open zone schools Mm -hmm. so we do have some schools where parents can fill out a zone waiver and if there's space in that building to allow them to attend that school of choice so we have several choice schools uh, but all of our schools have a set zone with the exception of discovery and usually zones are adopted by us, the board, but also involves bus routes. Absolutely, which mm. makes a big and a, as is with the county. Yeah. you know their their schools are zoned primarily because of location and bus routes. Uh, Do you have to live inside the city proper to go to city schools? No, you could get a waiver to go, and that is based on enrollment of the city students. Uh, for example, if, if say, it's Salem uh, and you have uh, a full class, mm-hmm. then you don't allow outside of the city to come in. If you don't, then you can allow uh, a county student to attend the city school. Mm-hmm. And it's we take care of the city students' residence first, and then we'll open it up to others outside of the city. Is, is there any money have to be changed f- 
from the parents to the city school system if they live outside. No, because uh, the city, the city uh, uh, people, they pay, uh, they pay to have that particular uh, option they, they as far pay, as their education process. Yeah, because they're paying city taxes and county taxes. Yeah. So that that gives them that opportunity. But like I said, first. We're concerned about those who are within the city because that's that's where our budget comes from. Most of it, there's a partial, depending on the law and depending on what money is raised, say, for example, in county schools. I think we get, is it 17% now? Yeah, it fluctuates a little bit based yeah, on the Yeah, and that's, that's based on uh, the BEP program, which has been around for a long time, is being scrutinized some and is being reworked a little bit. But uh, we get we get funding regarding our enrollment and our population of students, particularly coming from the state. Yeah. Now, uh, as far as the teachers are, are concerned, uh, Trey, is it hard to find the type of teachers that you want right now uh, inside the school system and it? For to me, uh, I've talked to uh, even a young lady that's uh, going to school to be a teacher. She wants to be in the, the early mm -hmm. parts, you know, the K or the one or or, or whatever. Uh, is that uh, an option for teachers when they want to? Uh, be in the school system here. So we're we're very lucky. I mean, we have MTSU in our community, yeah. and we have such a strong partnership with them. And so, as far as finding teachers, uh, the teacher enrollment, as far as the number of teachers that have been in teacher prep programs, has decreased from what it was quite maybe, a bit. Yeah, ten years ago, yeah. it has decreased. But again, we have a really strong partnership with MTSU, and we've mm -hmm. always focused on getting those student teachers and those teacher prep students in our buildings early so they kind of understand Murfreesboro City and they they begin to see what we offer before they even graduate yeah so we work really close with them we have a great partnership with UT Knoxville as well where we get a lot of teaching candidates from UT Knoxville who may want to move move to the Middle Tennessee area um, in fact in my building I have several of those graduates as teachers in both MTSU and UT Knoxville great programs and they produce great teachers mm -hmm. um, and we have a seat at the table there as well I know right now we are working with MTSU really closely as they talk about the program and how they train their teachers. They're, they're always asking us too, so we really appreciate that. Uh, but we have a job fair this Saturday. So if people are interested uh, in Murfreesboro City, we have a virtual job fair this Saturday. They can call our central office um, and it'll give them a chance. People who are interested in coming to Murfreesboro City, mm -hmm. they can talk with principals over Zoom. We'll be signing contracts that day and go ahead before we even get to the end of February let uh, these teachers know that they that there's a place for them in Murfreesboro City and with all grade levels kindergarten all the way up to sixth grade um, whether you work in our special education department maybe you're an art music PE teacher you know call the central office get that information because this Saturday is your chance to meet principals one-on-one -on -one. it, it, to me uh, and Trey I, I think probably will feel the same way getting teachers is almost like uh, a coach recruiting Absolutely. college athletes. 
You know, you mm-hmm. go out and you try to find the best, and that may be somebody that's graduated from UT or Middle Tennessee or Tennessee State or Virginia or wherever. But when the applications come in, it's important to find the best that you can find for what you're looking for. What would a teacher, a pr- prospective teacher, what kind of questions that would they be asking here as far as what uh, are they looking at for the next 30 or 40 years? Because Butch and I went through an era where the teachers stayed there forever. And we were happy that they did because uh, they were in the classroom to see that we were going to succeed. And it was like we were their children in the classroom. Um, are they looking at benefits and, and all of those things that uh, they're going to be working toward in, 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 during their career? Yeah, they are. And it, I think at the heart of it, though, again, uh, teachers are still teachers at heart. And, and I can tell you the teachers we have today are probably a lot like the teachers you guys had. And, and they look at those kids in their classroom as their kids. Yeah. Uh, that They really do. They feel really strongly about that relationship they build with them. Um, you know, this year, maybe not as much because of COVID, but it's not uncommon in the past for me to have my teachers attending their kids' ball games, going mm-hmm. and seeing them when they have a special presentation at church, um, talking to families in the grocery store. So that relationship, I think, is just kind of part of who teachers are. Yeah. That's what they've always wanted. That's why they got into the job. So do they care about benefits? You bet. And we're going to provide them great benefits. Um, are you going to be there at... at, at uh the, the next meeting where you're going to have perspective. You bet. I'll be there. So I'll we'll do an opening. I think it starts at 9, and then I'll be interviewing and talking to candidates all morning long. Yeah. Are you, are, are you going to be there with some of the current teachers so that they can relate back how they feel about the classroom and uh, um, or even retired teachers, like somebody like uh, Butch who... who uh, was in there for most of his life. He was in in education and things like that. But what is the best picture to paint for uh, the teachers who who will be coming into the system? Well, I'll tell you, Murfreesboro City is great for a lot of reasons, but one is you're going to get the support in Murfreesboro City. You're not going to be just a teacher in a building. Uh, Our central office staff is going to know who you are. You're going to see me. I'm going to talk to you. I want to know who you are. Um, And that was a, you know, I've worked in in multiple districts. I've worked in both great districts. I've worked Mm -hmm. in Rutherford County, excellent district. I've worked in Murfreesboro City, excellent district. But one of the benefits of Murfreesboro is that we are a little smaller. And so we have that opportunity to really get to know our teachers and to for them to know who we are so that they can call central office they can call their principals but they're going to get the support they need and it's just there's not a person in murfreesboro city that's not committed to making sure that those teachers get what they need so they can do their job for kids now are we still able uh, like you mentioned earlier and and we're quite aware uh, that the numbers are not there as far as the teacher. How in the world do do you uh, manage that as far as the, you want the best that, that are available, but for some reason, um, and I think a lot of it is the benefits. I mean, you have a lot of bright people that yeah. are coming out of these universities, and they're looking for all types of benefits 
that are going to support them throughout the years. You know, we're lucky where we are, too, because Middle Tennessee is a really attractive place to live. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have teachers in my building that we've hired from Kansas, from Illinois, um, from Kentucky. So there are a lot of people that are moving to this area. Mm -hmm. And so that helps us as well, because, um, you know, maybe their husband's job is bringing them here and they, they taught in another state. So yeah. we're always looking, as Mr. Campbell said, we recruit from everywhere, right? We want, we want to know who you are, and we want to say, this is the place to be. This is the place to live. Murfreesboro is a great location, um, and then we have a great school system for you to work in as well. Do they get to the select the, the, the type of uh, studies that the kids will have in, in the classroom. Do have, do they have, uh, I know that in a lot of cases, uh, especially all the way up through the high school level, um, there are a lot of things being taught that uh, um, we have no control over here uh, in, in, this, in this area. Um, w will that ever change as far as, what if one of the teachers came to you in your office and say, I really don't like the type of subjects that we're having to give to these kids at this level. This is what I propose to do in my classroom. Do they have that option? Well, you know, it's an interesting question. So there's different ways to look at it. You got to, we have to separate what we call our standards, which yeah. is this is what kids have to be able to know and do. And yeah. that comes from the state, yeah. right? At third grade, you got to learn about fractions. We mm. want to make sure by the time you leave third grade that you know what a half is, what a fourth is, um, what a third is, and how to manipulate those numbers because we know it's going to help them in algebra one. Yeah. So there are standards that come from the state department, and that's just really this is what needs to be taught at every grade level. At the local level, we, we have more voice in the curriculum or the materials we use to teach those standards. Mm -hmm. So we have a committee that will come, the state will say, all right, we're talking about math, here's you know six or seven different math curriculums. Yeah. Then as a, as a district, we get a team together that always includes teachers and always includes parents to say, let's look at these materials and let's pick the ones that are best for teaching the standards um, and so we always want to make sure oh me <laughs> uh, we have been rudely interrupted but um, we'll take a quick break because I want to stay on this for a little absolutely. while from NHC's Adams Place home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard it's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5 and 101.9 AM 1450 and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. If you want to get some barbecue, I'll tell you how to do it. Head for the Slick Pig and you're into it. Just walk through the door at 1920 East Main and your nose will send a message right to your brain. Say, mmm, smells good. And barbecue. Slick Pig. We got ribs and beans. Got spicy wings. Slick Pig. A Murfreesboro tradition. 1920 East Main. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension St. Thomas, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. 
ERs at Ascension St. Thomas Hospitals are open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetSTHealthcare.com. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Life changes, then it changes again. Hi, I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Lee Colvin. A job loss, change in health, or loss of a loved one can have a big impact on your family's financial security. Let's work together to help make sure that you're equipped for life's unexpected events. Stop by our office in the Public Shopping Center on South Rutherford Boulevard or give us a call at 615-907-7056 for an appointment. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. MTSU's College of Liberal Arts and the Sin Federal Credit Union present MTSU Arts, your ticket to hundreds of visual and performing arts events each year. During our 2020-2021 season, you can enjoy events virtually from the comfort of your own living room. Join the MTSU Arts Patron Society and enjoy member-only benefits. Visit mtsu.edu slash mtsuarts to learn more and join today. SRM Concrete. With every new day, every sunrise, we build structures that stand the test of time. And upon their foundations are our homes. Where we work, where our kids go to school. And with that comes tremendous pride. We don't just make concrete. We build relationships, trust, confidence. We're SRM Concrete. Build with us. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Murfreesboro City Council member Kurt Wade says Mercury Boulevard may become Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Most all major cities have a Dr. Martin Luther King Boulevard. Nashville has a Dr. Martin Luther King. Memphis has one. Chattanooga has one. And even Jackson, Tennessee. Just started to drive around and look at possible places to put a Dr. Martin Luther King Boulevard. I felt that Mercury Boulevard was the perfect place. Wade said the idea was suggested by the late Tommy Vaughn, who passed away at the start of the pandemic on January 8th last year. Vaughn shared his dream of working with the Murfreesboro branch of the NAACP to fulfill his vision of remembering Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. by having a street named in his honor. Well, the Greenhouse Ministry's first mobile food pantry of the year has been canceled for this coming Saturday due to the extremely cold weather in the forecast. Greenhouse co-founder Cliff Sharp said the $1 sale inside the upscale thrift shop, however, will continue. It will destroy women's sports. That's what Governor Bill Lee says about allowing transgender athletes to participate in women's competitions. The governor also said it would ruin the chance for girls to earn scholarships. Lee made the comment yesterday, the same day Tennessee lawmakers advanced a bill that would ban transgender girls from playing on middle and high school teams. And authorities in Sullivan County say they've arrested a suspect and recovered $100,000 in stolen items. Anderson Fowler is in jail and police believe he's connected to more than a dozen burglaries committed in multiple counties in Tennessee and other states. Deputies say a tip from the public led to the capture of Fowler. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. 
News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Adams Place is a premier senior living facility in Murfreesboro, offering independent living, assisted living, memory care, health care center, and on-site rehabilitation. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Enjoy gentle joint exercise in the indoor pool, our soda shop, and many planned activities and trips for every taste. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. French's Shoes and Boots has Valentine's Day gifts for everyone you love. Spread the love with up to 30% off Simply Southern apparel and accessories, plus 10% off the huge selection of men's and ladies' caps. Looking for Hey Dude Shoes? French's has them. They're in stock and they're going fast. Hurry over to French's Shoes and Boots for incredible deals on gifts for Valentine's Day. It makes good sense to shop at French's. French's Shoes and Boots. 1837 South Church Street in Murfreesboro. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see periods of rain showers here for this afternoon with cloudy sky conditions and temperatures holding rather steady. Winds out of the north around 5 to 15 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 34. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for Premier Six Theater. They're now open. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. All right, uh, Trey, um, we were talking about uh, the interaction yeah. between the teachers and 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 uh, how they are able to accomplish a great education for our kids even though a lot of times they're they're kind of climbing up a hill a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, you know, there are t- there are things that the way education works, because yeah. everyone has a piece of it. The yeah. federal government does, the state government does, the local government does. And, and, and state and, and, and the federal government, is, is they, ha- they hold the key to money in, in that's a right. lot of ways. Yes. That's where they get their toehold. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and that's money that we need. Yeah. And so we have to think about that. But, you know, what we were talking about is, you know, I, th- I think about from a principal standpoint, and as I mentioned to you, right, that sometimes things come to your school, and as a principal, you have to determine how do I get, as Mr. Campbell says, buy-in from those teachers. How do yeah. I get buy-in? How do I pass that information along to them so we can do what needs to be done, but at the same time, we're not just layering things on top of teachers. And when I think about the director position in central office, I think it works a lot the same way. But mm-hmm. this time, maybe it's from the state level and the federal level that we have to kind of Say, all right, let's take this, let's see what has to be done, what needs to be done to help kids, and let's make sure we pass this on to our principals in a way that doesn't just add to their already very, very full plates. Yeah, uh, Butch said something while we were off the air about what you did during the period of Kent State and some of the other things that, that, that were um, challenging type 
questions that you wanted answered, and each student had a chance to uh, pick their particular subject. They did. Uh, we took, I don't know, 10 or 12 different topics, mm -hmm. and it was, like I said, during the time of 10 kids straight and integration and uh, all the things that were going on. And uh, the last two weeks of school, I just developed about 10 or 12 different topics and let students decide what topics they wanted, and their job was to present that to the class. So we took and just spread the desk around the room in a semicircle, and uh, I went by Walmart's Ice House every morning and got some ice and made a big cooler of Kool-Aid, and they could have a cup of Kool-Aid while they were there, and their job was to present that particular topic. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that it was one of the best activities that I ever did while I was teaching because... The students really got involved in it, and I think we all learned something. Yeah. Uh, I did, particularly from from some of those students that were at, at Bradley, and I, and I had some great ones. I had some really good students over there. I think that's part of just what teachers do, which is mm -hmm. respond to what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can remember being in grade school when uh, the Challenger incident happened, yeah. right? And I can remember my teacher talking to us about that. You were in grade school when oh, that happened? <laughs> Good gosh. Is he old enough to be I in am. this position? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. Yeah. But I can remember my teacher taking that opportunity and talking to us about that, teaching us about the space program, leaning yeah. into that, because that's what we were hearing. That's what we wanted to do. And as a teacher, you, gotta, you have to have that opportunity, especially when events like he talked about Kent State or the Challenger, mm -hmm. where you're responding to that and helping kids process it and get through it and what they're seeing on the news and um, making sure they have the information they need. I think today, although somewhere I've read where something to do with all this, uh, the insurrection at the Capitol and all this, yeah. that some, somebody had told the system that they – those students could not watch that on television during the school day or whatever, which I thought was, in some classes, I could see where you could relate. But now, like social studies, what I taught, I felt like I could relate whatever was going on to what we were studying. And I think that young people today need to know what's going on. But they, they need to have accurate information well that's true I and i'm not that. too sure that uh tv has been a positive thing well for our country in that last 30 or 40 years that's uh something that that i will not disagree with because of the programs on, on the tv but at the same time this insurrection thing and this uh uh this impeachment trial going on for some students some ages now mm -hmm. Younger kids would not relate to it, but older ones would, uh, just to see. I mean, that's that's going to affect their lives for a long time. You're right about whatever, that. Whatever's done. Yeah. And whatever, just like the Challenger, you know, that affected a whole lot of lives. You, you know, um, kids have to make up their own judgments on things. And you guys are giving them the tools to uh, utilize their particular gifts and, and follow suit. And, and they can either accept what they're seeing or reading, or they can uh, go a little further and dig in and, and uh, see if uh, what they're being taught or, or what they're, they're seeing in life is uh, really um, 
what has been portrayed for them. It, it, it's a very difficult time right now they're living in. But uh, uh, trade. Well, let me tell you one thing. Okay. Even at your age, Butcher, you and I grew up in a time where we didn't always believe in what were, was being taught True. by us and told to us by our parents and, and things like that, even though 99% of the things our parents taught us, um, we were going to catch on to. So, did you ever think about how more conservative you get as you get older? And you see how life really is, how it's portrayed in front of all the hardships that you have to go through and all the things that you have to work hard for to get a, uh, um, to be more successful in life and things like that. I know that the um, uh, Kent Seiler had some of his uh, uh, students from the university over in uh, political science. And I had them on the show, and we had, I think, one conservative, and the other two uh, were uh, uh, very uh, liberal in their thinking. And one of them kept up telling me, you know, how that was just 100% correct, what they were, the, the path they were following. And I said, would you do me a favor? I said, when you get to be 30 years older than you are now, Tell me if that's still the same way that you're going to be believing, and and it, it's it's almost it's not a hundred percent, but you do because you get to see all the things that life is going to throw at you, and uh, it, it it's not always like you get in a classroom. No, it's not. It's not, or anywhere else for that matter. Yeah, you're right. Sure. It's a changing world, Truman. It is? As we all know. Yeah, it changes every day. I know our somewhere. hair has changed. Well, that's true. Some, some have more it, than others. At least some have more than others, but it's still attached. That's well, right. most of it is <laughs> yeah. anyway. What are some of the things you're looking forward to, uh, Trey, as far as what's going to go on the rest of this school system? Yeah, so I'm looking forward to a lot. And yeah. I think we were talking earlier, I've, I've, I'm really taking the March 1st start date as a really, really great opportunity yeah. because it's about finishing out the year, right? Mm -hmm. So I have between March 1st and the end of this school year, three full months into the summer, to do a whole lot of listening and do mm -hmm. a whole lot of talking to people, seeing what they feel like the strengths of the system are, feel like where they feel like there's opportunities to grow. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to when I move up to the central office in March to get back into the schools. That's the first of March, right? Yes, sir. Wow. March first. So got a few more weeks at Salem. And then uh, to once I get up there is to get back in the schools and start mm -hmm. meeting with our principals, start meeting with teacher groups, start meeting with our um, support staff and our department heads and really hearing from them so that when we go into the summer, before the next school year starts, um, we can make a really well-informed strategic plan about where we go next year and what our, what our, what we need to address first and what our priorities are. But I, I'm just excited. I know the caliber of teacher and principal we have in this district, and I know the caliber of people that run the central office. And so I'm, I'm just excited to get in there and to talk with them. And I know they have great ideas, they have great thoughts, and really bringing all that together to make our school system great. Now, are you going to have any meetings with parents? <laughs> he's, yeah. he's laughing already. Uh, are, are, 
like the PTA. PTA was big when Butch and I were going to school because almost every parent wanted to be there uh, in the classroom or at, at the school and talk to um, the teachers and everybody uh, about what's going on with their particular child. Yeah. And we, in fact, we already have a plan. So yes, the answer, the short answer to that is yes. Um, I've been working with Lisa Trail at our central office, who does all of our communications, and we've kind of begun drafting a, you know, list of, of different community members we want to get in and talk with early. And parents, of course, are top on that list. So mm -hmm. we're going to offer some. We have I have at Salem. I'm great, uh, blessed with a wonderful PTO at Salem, um, and great parents. And I know others. That's a great side of the county. We, we got, I love over there. Yeah, we have yeah. great we have great we have great parents all over the district for yeah. sure, and um, the ones I've worked with. And so I, I'm excited to hear and get those together and give them an opportunity to say, you know, what do they want from the school system? Yeah. What are they looking for? What do they feel like our strengths are, and and how can we help m meet their needs? And so um, we're going to definitely have those meetings structured throughout the spring for parents to come and and talk with me and let me hear from them. A lot of times, the discussions you have with parents will probably open your eyes up, even though you've been in education yeah. for a long time now. Uh, it's it's amazing what they see with their students once they come home or, or or their kids. Especially going through the last year we've gone through. You know, yeah. and again, I'm a parent. I have a child in Rutherford County. I have a child in Murfreesboro City, um, and so I understand that when decisions are made at the district level or even at the school level that those are real there are real things that impact real families yeah you know and so i think it's important that we get those parents perspectives and that we talk to them um, because i i love the kids of murfreesboro city i love the kids of salem i know my teachers love the kids that they work with but i also know that no one loves those kids more than their parents do and You're as much right. as i want great things for the kids of our community i know the parents want that even more well, you have an opportunity to hear directly from the parents. Uh, Butch, we, we hear all the time uh, from media people saying, well, this is what the parents really want, mm -hmm. and, and this is how the parents feel about uh, what's going on with, with e either uh, uh, having the kids uh, learn uh, virtually, which I haven't heard anybody say that yet, or in the classroom. It seems like, but you have the opportunity to really get a feel uh, of what's really happening in, in, in the homes of each one of these children. And that's something I've tried to do really well at Salem. Um, and I think my parents at Salem would say that they feel like their voice is heard. And we've tried to be really intentional with that. And that's yeah. something I'll, we'll continue to build on the structures that are already in place at the district level. But, you know, this year I did Zoom meetings for parents in the fall where they could just zoom in with me some i did one at night for those that worked during the day i did one during the day for parents that were home where they could just they could hear from me they could say this is what we're working on what questions do you have um how can we help you mm -hmm. monday night i had another meeting with a group of parents at my building talking about who were working with our pto specifically to raise some money for our school so i've always tried to really reach out to parents mm -hmm. um, i survey my parents a lot Here's the things I'm wondering about. What are your thoughts on this? Um, and then making sure that they know their voices are being heard. Now, you know, in this position, I think, especially with COVID or what we're dealing with right now, you're never going to make 100% of the people happy, but you want to make sure you've heard 100% of the people so you can make the best decision.
I think that makes them feel more comfortable with you uh, and, and the education system to know that they're actually being heard, all the things that they're recommending. And it may not be something that you, can, they, you yourself can go along with, but uh, you're making an effort to see what they really want in the classroom as far as their particular children are Well, concerned. ultimately, you know, we, we are blessed to have these kids in Murfreesboro City for seven years, yeah. right? They're going to be with their parents the rest of their life. And so we've got to work in a close partnership to say, how can we help you as a parent? And how can you help us make sure that your child is ready for whatever they choose, whether it's vocational school, whether it's a four-year college or a two-year college or straight into the workforce, whatever that choice your child makes, we want to make sure we've done our part so mm -hmm. that they have those choices. Now, uh, you were going to say well, something. Well, I, I think what Trey is saying is, is really important. I think it's important that parents, they have the opportunity, but now they've got to also take that opportunity. Yeah. To, to, to let him know or let teachers or principals or law enforcement, it doesn't matter who, rather than just sitting back and saying, well, you know, this person said this, so I'm going to go along with it, and, that's, and then try to put the feeling out there that there's a lot of parents or people that support the same thing. Uh, Trey wants to hear from parents. Yeah. Trey wants to hear from teachers. Uh, he wants to hear from those that are involved in in our city, everybody is involved with education. I don't care whether you've got a child in school yeah. or not. You've been there and done that before. So it's important that, uh, that, that, that Trey hears from as many people as possible, I think. And I think Absolutely. the Zoom meetings are, are very important, and mm -hmm. it gives them an opportunity to do so. Now, how, the, the child, uh, each, as they go into the county school system, um, does each uh, student have information that follows him into him or her into the county school system to kind of give them a little bit of knowledge of what should be expected from this particular child? Absolutely. So we those records follow that child to their school, so those teachers will have that. And it happens on a varying degree. If there's maybe specific situations that mm -hmm. may be a little more intensive uh, for a specific student, then we may actually set up a meeting with that school to say, hey, let's have a transition meeting. Let's talk about what we have in place for this student and how you can build off that. But every student um, has those records that go with them so the income the school they're going to has all the information on that student what if you have a child in the city school system that's not over at discovery but this particular child has extraordinary gifts w when it comes to science or math or, or something like that D do you ever recommend that maybe this particular child should go uh, uh, into a magnet school of some type in yeah, the county? Absolutely. So we work closely with Central as well. Um, be, Discovery works very closely with them, but we yeah. have, you know, we have a program, we have a, a program for students who are gifted and talented academically in our in Murfreesboro City, and we work really closely with those students to make sure parents understand what the options are, and we provide parents for those supports they need. And of course, Lisa Trell in our office is going to work really closely with the county to make sure that that information on when to apply, how you apply, 
all that is provided to our parents as well. We want we want our kids to succeed, right? Yeah. And that's whether they're going to Rutherford County. That is regardless of whether they're moving to Sumner County and they're going to be in the Sumner County School. We God want to bless their hearts. Yeah, <laughs> we want our kids to. We want them to stay in Rutherford yeah. County. Yeah, yes, be very of course. Clear. But you know, as parents move, as family jobs change, we want our kids to be prepared. You know, I get calls from uh, principals in different districts across the state. Hey, we just enrolled one of your students. Um, that has moved to our area. What can you tell me about him? And that's just how principals act, and that's how teachers act because we want what's best for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a student this year to move to a county, and we reached out to that school and said, "Hey, here's what we have in place for him. Here's how we. Here's what you can build upon to make sure his first week at that school is really successful." You know, uh, when I was working, I had people call me at least two or three times a week wanting to know what Rutherford County has to offer uh, in education and in security for the for where they're going to be living. And I, I had the opportunity to talk to uh, a number of principals and, and people who were involved in education. In fact, I would put them on to, to uh, so that they could relate back to the people who were directly involved with their children who would be going into the school system. And that was one of the biggest reasons. People loved the friendships of this community, but they also wanted to know what type of education we provided. And that was a big plus. And of course, we've, we've seen the records as, as a, a lot of schools are, are nowhere near as close to as efficient and effective as Rutherford County and the city school systems right here in our community. Absolutely. And that's is where having a strong school system benefits the entire community. Yeah. And that's why we got to make sure that we're finding the best teachers, that we're working closely with city council to make sure that um, the schools have what they need to meet the goals of city council and the goals of the school system. Um, but when we work together and we have a strong system, a school system, everyone's going to benefit. It's going to bring more people. It's going to bring more businesses. Um, I'm excited tomorrow. I'm sitting down with uh, Beth Duffield from the Chamber of Commerce to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, how again we can partner together, and um, she's been such a champion for public education and making sure that we're working together uh, to bring the the right businesses here. And so we want to continue that, and we want to make sure that this stays a great place to live. And you're talking about MTSU earlier. Are do they have? a large contact say with you and some of the principals and the teachers here where you can relate back to prospective students going into the education field uh, paint a, a a better picture for them and I know that they have uh, they haven't always gotten positive things said about becoming a teacher as far as uh, their career is concerned and 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 when you're looking at benefits and things like that they go to school uh, uh, and become so successful in the school system as far as at the university they may be attending that if if they changed over to another career they would probably be double or tripling their salaries a, at the time um, how, how, how do you, I, I guess you almost have to go into the classroom and be part of it. I know that uh, uh, they used to uh, 
send teachers over or prospective teachers over to our schools and, and uh, they would learn as they were teaching us at the yeah. time and uh, just absolutely loved those people because you could tell they were bright-eyed and, and, and ready to go forward at that time. But um, are we doing a good enough job with that? Yeah, I think, I think we're doing a great job with that. And again, having MTSU in our community is such a benefit. And we work so closely with the College of Education over there. Um, I've already been on one meeting with them. I've talked to the interim dean. I've talked to people uh, who are working on placing those students into buildings about how we strengthen that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think it goes back to one thing. You're right. There are going to be other professions you can go in and make a lot more money. So we got to make sure our teachers are well compensated for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and we got to make sure that they have and they can support their family. Um, but we also have to make sure that they understand what they're getting into. And that's why having those teachers come into the building, I have, I think right now, two MTS students in my building right now uh, mm -hmm. that are working, making sure that they're with great teachers so they can learn a lot. And if you take a, you take a, a potential teacher, you put them in a classroom with a great teacher, um, and that teacher most of the time is going to want to stay a great teacher. Yeah. Um, and so we got to take care of those and build that relationship you know, our city has done a lot of things. We have, we have meetings with um, our student teachers to make sure they know what Murfreesboro City has to offer, mm -hmm. um, and really just to kind of show them what we have before they have to make that really important decision. Now, um, we always want to do more. We want to reach out to places outside of MTSU, but we definitely have a great strong connection with them, and we work really closely with them. Where did you go to school? Uh, MTSU. Come on. Well, I got <laughs> what kind of course? I got several degrees from MTSU. Truly, yeah, and I think we we need we need to understand too. <laughs> yeah, that just because that person goes into a classroom and thinks they're going to be a teacher, there have been those that have decided that's not what they want to do, because they don't want to do what is required to be a good teacher. We had one at uh, at our place at Walter Hill that he just just couldn't do it. He didn't. He didn't want to. And, and that's he, and that's okay. And that's fine. Yeah, because find that that, out now. That's yeah. You want to find out that now before they graduate and you put them in a classroom all by themselves. Uh, and it it worked out very well. He went on and did something else, and that was good. I mean, I'm glad he he found out that's not what he wanted to do. It'd be it'd be the same thing in in law enforcement. Yeah. You had officers that, that, when you were sheriff that just couldn't do it. Didn't want to, really didn't want to. And I did? I'm sure you did. Could you tell? <laughs> I you know, can't we tell have, you anybody. We I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> but I'm sure you did as long as you were there. Bless we have, your we heart. Have, we have some good second career teachers, yeah. too. Right? And those are those teachers that maybe started in education, thought, well, I'll go over here and make more money, and found out that they just keep filling that pool to come back to education and because they know that's what they want to do. And I've worked with some great what I call second career teachers yeah. um, who, and we have some great avenues for them to get their teaching license and get back in that classroom. Um, you know, people love teaching. If that's what you're meant to do, um, then there's, it's really hard to fill that void with something else. One thing the kids or the teachers right now have more uh, difficulties with right now is um, punishment for those who are disruptive. And we have seen that, and, and it's, it's, it's not the teacher's fault. It's how it's been laid down 
as far as how they're supposed to conduct themselves with students who get completely out of hand. Now, um, I, I, I know a, a couple of uh, teachers that, that um, were really scared to death because of the things that were going on in the classroom. And this is nothing new. I mean, we all have been part of witnessing things like that. Uh, we have the school resource officers are there. But uh, how you deal with these people ha has been almost an impossible task because of the guidelines that are set down. How do you deal with those? Of course, it's not as bad in the K through 6 as it would be at the higher levels of, of uh, school. Well, I think anytime you're talking about discipline, there are a couple things you have to remember, yeah. especially what, who we serve, which is kindergarten through sixth graders, yeah. is that or pre-K through six, is that at the bottom line, they're still kids, yeah. right? These are children. Uh, these are students. And knowing that behavior is usually speaking out about another need that hasn't been met. So at the elementary level, what we really focus on is what is what is this what's going on here what's at the root of this and how do we help solve that is it he needs some social emotional support or is there some mental health issues that we need to help that family get access to mental health issues um, but we really want to get to the root of the behavior what's causing it and then attack that because behavior a lot of times is is not the cause. It's well, they're showing us that there's something going on with that. You're child. speaking psychologically. Well, but let me talk See, about the Now wait a minute. No, <laughs> I can remember those problems being taken care of very quickly during our particular time, and uh, I can remember sweating to the last bell because I knew I was going to get it. Yeah, and uh, and we we had a few of those problem kids. Uh, also, and they were pretty much restructured at that time and that level. And I know somebody sitting to my right did that quite often. Well, we, you know, uh, teachers uh, have to feel supported. And so I think back I, to my classroom. That's my right. Classroom. But I'm, I'm saying that we've, we have gone, in my opinion, we have gone way too far with those particular issues. And the, the ones that are suffering are the other kids in the classroom. And, and, and the teachers uh, have a very difficult time uh, keeping order in, in their particular classrooms because of these particular students. Well, and I think, you know, I go back for, I, I, it's hard for me to not take, not have my principal hat on. Yeah. And when I think about when a teacher calls or we have a student, you know, in psychological or not, I always yeah. think about, you got to have a plan and you got to work the plan. Yeah. So if we have a student that maybe has some more intense behavior needs, the first thing we got to do is we got to put a plan in place. Here's yeah. what we're going to do so that learning doesn't stop. And then we work that plan. So, you know, when my teachers call me and say, hey, I have a situation, I need your help in here, we're going to go and we're going to make sure we respond. And, you know, teachers know that we work with all kinds of kids. We, we support all kinds of kids. But the administration's job and the district office job is to make sure the teacher has those supports so they can teach. Mm -hmm. And again, I'll say that's where Murfreesboro City shines. Murfreesboro City, we have behavior analysts that work in our schools. We have Centerstone. We have different counseling organizations. We have so many supports for students that we can get in there, help teachers, make a plan 
so that that student can be successful and the other students can be successful as well. I can tell you in with a lot of the kids that I have had to deal with oh, in my profession over the years, I, I can place most of the, their problems back in their homes. And uh, I can remember one especially, he was cussing his mom and daddy right in front of me. And he was a teenager. And I told them I would be glad to get up and let them have him all by themselves for a while and maybe put a little um, uh, positive things in, in, in their relationship. They've never spanked the kid. They had never disciplined that kid in the whole time that they had had him. And it was just like, um, I don't, I can't believe this, Butcher. How many times did we get whacked over the years? And we went right along with the program and, and never, never did any of those things. We survived. Too, we didn't did we? survive, didn't we? It, it, it's totally amazing. Uh, Dr. Spock. I, I don't even like to mention his name. It's like hearing a cuss word. But uh, will we ever get back to that type of structure in the schools? I think we have structure. I think the structure looks a little different. <laughs> it's a different structure. It's a different type of structure, maybe, than what you were. The Marquis de Sade ruled Walter Hill. <laughs> but, I can tell you that right but now. I, but, you know, we have strong supports in place for yeah, kids. You know? yeah. And here's the thing. Parents, have, parents make the decision on how they choose to parent in a, for you know, a lot of different reasons. Yeah. And, and that's why it's important that we are in constant communication with our parents and that we're talking to them about here's what we're seeing in the school. Here's what we're doing to help your child. Here's what we need from you. Yeah. And, uh, and that's going to start with having good, strong, open communication with parents for sure. But we have a strong behavioral system structure in our school. that, um, And when that structure doesn't fit the needs of certain students, like I said, specifically in Merciful City, we have a lot of supports in place to help meet the individualized needs of that kid. Mm -hmm. Truman, we had a report the other night at our board meeting from our counselors. Yes, sir. Am I using the right term yes, there? Yes, sir. School counselors. We used to call them guidance counselors, but now there's different. Uh, and they mentioned mental health, mm -hmm. which is certainly uh, something that has come up a lot in the last few years. I know uh, Linda Gilbert was strong on children and their mental health and their abilities, and the counselors explained to us different programs that they have mm -hmm. uh, dealing with different situations that, that children have. And I think they have, they do a wonderful job they with that. They absolutely do. Do a whole lot more than what did when you and I were in school and we had the guidance counselors. Man, our, our school counselors, they, they pull small groups with kids. They work with teachers. Um, I have students in my building that would be in a very different place if they didn't have the support of that school counselor on a regular basis. And I tell you, they make my job as a principal so much easier um, because when I can get in there and I can, if a student does something that's inappropriate, I can get in there and I can deliver a consequence or I can say, this is what we're going to do. But what that school counselor does is she's really focused or he's really focused on, like I say, getting to that root and changing the behavior and it doesn't continue to happen. And the kid there are great we have you know dr gilbert was very much focused on mental health supports on that whole child and i'll never forget when i was up at the district office opening day um 
she, she said, I'll give you a piece of advice, Mr. Duke. She said, a director of schools has to be able to see what's coming down the road. Yeah. What's going to be here in 10 years? Where are we heading? What are you listening to? And um, she and I feel like she really did that with the focus on behavior and mental health because we're in a really strong place comparative maybe to other districts because she had that foresight. Yeah, uh, guidance counselors, uh, uh, they don't have to uh, even have somebody uh, uh, go and, and, and uh, uh, be with the guidance counselor because they have been mandated to do so. A lot of them will personally uh, want to go talk to them because they have person and, and a guidance counselor that has a great rapport with the kids is really really special you're right about yeah. that because i remember my uh, aunt nancy mcnab was a guidance counselor over at oakland and they just i know they just absolutely loved her and she, she loved them that's the biggest thing she loved every yeah. kid that, that came before her I have a great one at Salem right now. That's who I work really closely with. I know we have great ones all across the district, but like I said, uh, my school counselor is a key part of our school. Yeah. And it's and I've always had the the great fortune of working with really great school counselors. Well, I have enjoyed it today. You guys are a lot of fun. Hey, it's well, been fun. You. It has been fun. We we enjoy being with you. We like to get out and promote Murfreesboro City Schools. Why don't you get Joyce Ely to be on this? school board wouldn't she be great she would be great she certainly would she i yes. mean she, uh, she loved the kids bless her heart she was a wonderful teacher too let me tell you yes she, she was. Really was all right the show we got to wrap up the show it's been oh, sitting here Brian for five minutes i made y'all uh no no i've just well i just made y'all work harder today okay well say hello to brian and thank you brian for all you do He's I'm not a former sure. Walter Hill I'm not Shears. sure he's listening. But, oh, well, that's okay. but anyway, we're through, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, Truman. <laughs> From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.